0: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and nineteen of Fergo on the Frick. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew R P. Join me once again is the glorious League Frick. Who you can find me on Twitter at League Frick. How you going there, mate?
1: Going really well. I'm in the Christmas spirit, hey. How about you? Um, I'm I'm in my pajamas. That's the Christmas spirit, I guess. You're waiting for Saint Nick to turn up. I know he's what he's about a week away, week and a half away. Yeah. I've got the um, bear trap set up in the bottom of the chimney. Bear trap. So when that bastard comes down, I'm taking all the toys.
0: Sorry, everybody put, else.
1: <laughs> just keeping it for yourself. Do you put, yeah. uh, do, like, obviously you've got a little girl. Do you have, like, cookies and stuff that you put out for Santa? Um,
0: well, I'm, I'm trying to eat a bit better, so may, maybe we'll do something along those lines, yeah. Okay,
1: nice. Um, I just hope that Santa gives Nathan the 21-speed mountain bike that he deserves. Wow. If, if Santa was his magnificent wife, Kelly, he'd have
0: had about 50 of them by now.
1: Well, yeah, I agree. I think that it's only fair that Nathan should independently go out and buy himself a 21-speed mountain bike. He doesn't need to consult with anyone. I mean, he is the leader. He is the number one. He's the alpha. He should just go out and get it. What do you reckon?
0: Well, what, I should, what he should do is go and get that bike yeah. and then send, the, uh, send an
1: invoice to Santa and say, you owe me this money. That's a good idea, hey? And just leave it like in the lounge room with some wrapper paper and some stick tape and just a sign on it says, wrap me, sweetheart.
0: <laughs>
1: and it just gets done. Yeah, it just will happen because, you know, what Nathan wants, Nathan gets
0: except the bike
1: (laughs) except the bike bike. but we're working on it yeah we're getting we'll get you there nathan don't worry there's plenty of things we're trying to get you nathan and the bike is just one of those things it's on the list
0: yeah all right well now we've got the important stuff out of the way let's get down to the shit (laughs) yeah yeah let's wrap wrap the show up (laughs) (laughs) um kyle flanagan Mm -hmm. he's in the news hoping to reunite with his father sometime down the track. Now, for those who are unaware, his father is Shane Flanagan, the um, band coach. So I'm not too sure what Kyle's plans are to work under his coach. Possibly move to the Dragons down the line?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he was kind of not long ago being coached by his dad at the Sharks in some capacity. And, you know, I mean, something gets me about when players are holding on to a security blanket of some type, and I'm not saying that this is what Kyle's doing. Maybe it was just tossed up to him. It was like, Yeah, sure, I'd like to, you know, be coached by my dad again. But I don't know, I just think that uh I worry when like players are like, Oh, I could never leave my hometown and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit weird, I think.
0: Yeah. I think the I don't know, I think the worst thing you'd ever have is to have A relative of any type as your coach, Mm. because they'd know you too well.
1: Yeah, and like, how do you? I, I you know, they're. We've said this before. They're not your mate. They're a coach. At the same time, how can they be a dad as well? You know, I just don't know how that works. And look, it it seems to work all right at Penrith so far. Um, Well, yeah. What? Well, what? I mean, it's a team that was in the finals, and now it's a team that's gone busted.
0: I wouldn't that's say it's true. That's worked
1: well, <laughs> but have you seen our bus? I mean, it's a bus. It's got like. Yeah. Doesn't have wheels back on it yet. Look, we don't look at minor things like wheels, okay? Or if it's working, but it looks pretty.
0: Well, you know, I can't, I can't argue with that. It does look bloody nice. Mm,
1: so,
0: do you reckon? I suppose we've got to ask the question here. Will Kyle go to the Dragons and Shane when his ban ends, which could probably be next week for all we know, the way the NRL works. (laughs) Um, And obviously he's a better coach than Paul McGregor because, let's be honest, a is a better coach than Paul McGregor. That's true. Um, So you'll obviously take over from there. Will Kyle go to the Dragons or will Shane Flanagan realise how much of a shit show it is at the Dragons, and that he'll never get the coaching gig there because Paul McGregor's got a mortgage on the gig. And then he goes over to the Roosters and coaches over there.
1: See, I, I don't think Trent Robinson is leaving the Roosters anytime soon, so I think Kyle would have to go to the Dragons. The problem is I don't see any way salary cap-wise that would work. And with uh, you know Shane Flanagan running the club by that stage, I just don't know how he'd find a way to fit his son under the salary cap, under the current rules, because you have to stick to the rules, you know? Well, there's an easy way around it, and
0: that is, Shane says, Okay, you know what, I want to be paid $3 million a year, Mm -hmm. because that's not in the salary cap, Mm -hmm. and then he just gives Kyle pocket
1: money. That's a good idea. Why, Why the fuck aren't we doing that at Penrith? Maybe exactly. we are actually. I think we are. <laughs> when I think about it.
0: <laughs> just say, okay, Nathan. Short turn to to empty the dishwasher. Mm. He's
1: three hundred thousand dollars for doing your chores. That'd be awesome, hey! All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I think having your dad as a coach is an awesome idea. That makes good sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm all. I'm back in on dads <laughs> and the coaches.
0: As long as they're good, good with the money.
1: Yeah, that, well, you know, I wonder how much he's he is earning as an assistant coach at the Dragons. Ooh, because they're you paying reckon... they're paying McGregor so much they couldn't be paying Flanagan heaps.
0: Yeah, but then again, I don't know if Flanagan would take up a job for on the cheap, especially a job being being poor McGregor's second second in command. That, that's would... pretty degrading. I'd rather I'll... be banned than do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> On his resume, if he goes to another club, he says, well, I, I worked under Paul McGregor. <laughs> oh, there's three years missing here. I thought
0: you were the Dragon. No, no, it wasn't me. No, no, that was my brother, Steve. Different Flanagan. Yeah, different Completely. Flanagan wasn't me. No, I, I refused to work there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, you know what I would love to see his contract that says how much his salary goes up if he's made the head coach? I
0: bet, be, I bet it's
1: quite a bit. I bet it is. They're going to start doing the sums on that, you know. They're like, if say they start the season off really poorly, I bet. I wonder how much the calculator comes out, and they're like, okay, look, if we continue down this road, we're going to lose this much in merch sales, this much in tickets, this so. And I wonder how much it comes down to that, rather than just football. It's a good question. Mm. I think because. Cause, Shane is
0: I'm not allowed to be a head coach for was it two years? Two more years, yeah. I wonder if they would just give McGregor the arse and just put like yeah, you know, I don't know, the janitor as the head coach. A pass after all the press stuff.
1: Yeah, it'd be and interesting. Who who could they get to do a job like that? Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett? He'd probably um, do it. Matthew Elliott? Nah, come on now. Come on now.
0: Dragons I can't imagine... Dragons fans been through
1: enough? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to do that straight Dragons Can you imagine Matthew Elliott's style? <laughs> With Shane Flanagan's style? <laughs> 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 That'd be a clash of cultures.
0: <laughs> That's a big clash.
1: Yeah.
0: But he's just saying, so right, we've got to make our defence stronger. The forwards are going to be stronger. <laughs> we're going to be working through the middle and they'll be gone. Yeah, you know, I, I read the tea leaves in the cup the other day, and I think what we've got to do is a softly, softly approach. We don't want to hurt anyone. Let's be fair. And let's just try and run around them. Like, I've seen it in touch footy. It works quite well. We could do that.
1: I imagine <laughs> Matthew Elliott, he's, he's like, chill out, man. Peace, <laughs> not love, and all this shit, you know? Just Dude, complete... have you
0: seen doodles home?
1: Dude, you've got to... We've got to run more and on, on, you know, first receiver plays, dude. I want our completion rate to be 90-plus percent, dude. <laughs> Imagine the halftime talk. When in there, he's
0: going... Rrr, rrr, rrr. And then Matthew Maybe, uh, Elliott walks he sorters, in. He saunters over with his hands yeah. in his pockets.
1: He pulls them out. He goes, dude, my hands are huge. <laughs> they, they could touch everything. Oh... I feel it. Do you feel it, boys? We, you should
0: just go out there and don't worry about, about Cranky Shane. Just go out there and win. That's all you got to do. That's the game plan. Just go out and win. Trust <laughs> imagine,
1: yourselves. Imagine if that was his thing. Shane Flanagan <laughs> leaves and, and Matthew Elliott goes, wow, he's so cranky. <laughs> don't worry about him, Mr. Cranky Pants. <laughs>
0: You bet he, with it after the, Also, the players have gone back, he goes back to Shane and he puts his arm around him and says, Mate, you
1: really need to calm down. Just before Shane playing, a pops one in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I hope this happens now. I'm sorry, Dragons fans. This would be great. This would be like the odd couple. This, this
0: The halftime conversations in the dressing shed, that would be the most entertaining
1: thing about watching Dragons games. It, it really would be. He's just a ten minute break like, on a, on a ten minute on the loop. He's, he's got all of these veins popping out of his head, man while Matthew Elliott's in the corner with the bubble <laughs> blower just blowing bubbles across the whole team.
0: <laughs> Freaking fairy dust on everyone.
1: Yeah. You're all got magic
0: powers now. Yeah. I believe. He <sighs> comes into the, comes in the next time at full time, he's dressed up like Elsa out of the ice. What is it? The frozen movie. <laughs> Let it go Let it go
1: He says I've got a special I've got a special weapon we're going to use this season Fellas and he opens up a suitcase And the bright light comes on him And he pulls out a fucking little wand And he goes around going Ding you're going to (laughs) win Ding you're going to (laughs) win Oh, This has to happen Yeah I want this this so badly Oh, I'll, I'll buy a
0: dragons membership If this happens
1: yeah, so will I. I'll go and I'll actually go to Cogra for an NRL game. Yeah. And park like three suburbs away in front of someone's bloody driveway. It'll be great.
0: It will. It'll be the um, oh the the rebirth of Matthew Ellis' career. It sounds fantastic.
1: It really does. No one That's... of the players loved him, eh? That'd be great.
0: Oh. <laughs> I think too many of the players piss themselves laughing at halftime to be concentrating on the football. <laughs> <laughs> Um now, move on to the next bit of business. Sonny Bill Williams is going to be playing for Samoa, I suppose, if he's good enough, which I suppose with the salary he's got, it'd be hard not to say that he will be.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting one. He's um apparently in talks with somebody, but not the coach. There's actually a quote here on the uh New Zealand Herald website from the coach, uh Matt Parrish, and he says, Sonny Sonny Bill would be massive for our team in terms of what we are trying to achieve. My indications are that he's very keen. I definitely think playing for Samoa would appeal to Sonny at this stage of his career. So, you know, he's, he hasn't talked to Sonny Bill Williams himself, but if Williams is in talks with somebody to, to play for Samoa, that'd be fantastic. I believe they play England in the mid season tests. Um, and you know, you'd think he'd have an iron playing in the World Cup for them too if he did that. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. And uh, just imagine if Sonny Bill Williams come back and they play against England, they beat England. Not too far fetched, but that, that's pretty. Uh, that would be a pretty amazing return to the international rugby league for him.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that did to the rankings. I'm sure England would end up in first place somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's how, that's the way it works. Mm. There's no bias there. But no, no, box.
1: no. It's you know, it's a very complicated process that takes in into account a lot of different uh, parameters, you none know, of which have anything to do with results. <laughs> this is exactly right. It's a technical process. That's it. That's yeah, yeah, look, I, but, I, I know it's difficult to follow, and nobody does, but it has nothing to do with results at all. Yeah,
0: uh, that's why the actual full process of how the rankings work is not published anywhere. Exactly, exactly. Too technical. Yeah, no one could follow it. No, not, no chance. No chance at all. Um, something else has been hard to follow is uh, Josh Carr, Is he leaving? Is he staying? There's talk that he's not happy with uh, having one more year to go on his contract and he wants to move to Sydney for family reasons and it looks like the club are reluctant to let him leave.
1: Yeah, no wonder. They're letting go a lot of players at the moment. Um, players moving all over the place. Uh, I believe uh, um, Vunivalu is actually looking to leave a year early now, so he would not be playing for the Storm next season. He was supposed to leave at the end of next next year. Um, And they've moved on a lot of players. Uh, Croft, obviously, is the big one. Will Chambers Um, went to
0: Japanese rugby.
1: Yep, yep. Good on Will. Get that cash. And... Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I can see why they wouldn't want to release him early from his contract, but at the same time, I mean, do you want an unhappy player at your club? And they're clearing the decks. So I'd love to know what for. I yeah. wonder if I don't know if they've said to themselves, "Look, we can't do it with this squad," or maybe they've got to a point with their contracts uh, that they feel as though the money is in the wrong areas of the team. But they're clearing the decks for a reason. I still wonder if they'd get mutual.
0: I reckon they'd be close to having the cash for him. I mean, you've in Curtis Scott's also left the club as well. Another centre,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and a young, young uh, forward who's just gone to the Warriors as well. I'll, I'll try and say his surname, and I'm sorry if I completely botch it up because I'm certain I will. Tino Fasamoilui. There we go. Um, you did good quite a, quite a funny article about it because the Fox sports has got him. They're talking up about how big he is. This 197 centimetre t- you know, teenager. has just been signed by the Warriors. And then the if you have a look at the photo caption, they've not, they've not spelt his name as Tino. They've spelled it as tiny. <laughs> it's like the complete opposite of tiny. Very much. So. He's a big boy. Yeah. Um, good signing for the Warriors. Um, Pity he's going to have a crap coach to, to uh, run him over there. Hopefully he doesn't pay too much
1: attention to him and he keeps playing like, the, like he has been for the Storm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I just think with the Warriors at this point, everybody except RTS, you could get rid of all of them and just bring in a bunch of whoever, and I'm sure that they would do better than the Warriors have been doing in recent years. Would you think Trent Barrett would be a better coach than Stephen Kearney? Yes.
0: I, I'm I'm coming to the end to that uh, that theory as well. Yeah, God they should take cards. him
1: from Penrith. eh? yeah, maybe do a swap. No, no, it's all right. They can they can keep them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive him to the airport.
0: He <laughs> pay for his airfares.
1: Yeah, shit. Yeah, I'll I'll get on the plane with him just to make sure he stays <laughs> on the fucking plane. him <laughs> to the seat. Yeah it will be like uh, in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yes, you you haven't seen it, so right? No, I haven't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean the the Storm have lost a lot of players. I don't think they're going to make a play for one big name player, given how much they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, also, from the fact that I dare say, Cameron Smith's going to retire at the end of next season as well. So there's another huge chunk of cash that's coming to to their cap as well. Yeah, it's. Uh...
1: It's just they're not have like the to, Storm.
0: No, but they're going to have close to two, uh, at least $2 million, I reckon, in their cap.
1: Yeah. I, I tell you, and I've always said this about Eric, all of these players that come off contract, best place to go is the Storm, 100%. And if they did go after Mitchell, man, it would be a beautiful place for him to play. He'd be out of the spotlight a little bit. Um, he'd be under the best coach in the game, I believe. And... You know, he'd he be in a club. There's some really good young players there. I mean, they're not going anywhere the storm. Um, so, yeah, but I, I kind of agree with you. With all of the players they've lost, they can't just focus on one star player and think that that's going to replace who they've let go. Like, this feels like maybe they've got... I don't know. It feels like they've got to a point where they've said, look, we feel as though we've got a bunch of super, super talented juniors and we either bring them all through right now, this season, and get the most out of it, or we end up losing them all. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I reckon there may be a chance that if they don't look at Latrell Mitchell, they might look at Kalen Ponga mm. with the belief that they might be able to get him cheaper than what he wants because they can offer him the successful club of the Melbourne Storm. Mm-hmm. Because Brandon Smith is... I don't think he's going to be the hooker at, at Melbourne for very long. I think young Harry Grant coming through yep. is going to slot into that nine spot pretty quickly when, once he makes you know a regular starting spot there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the forwards for the Storm look to be pretty well intact and solid, yep. um, but they're going to need a six. And I think Bellamy would probably see Ponger as someone he could work with at five
1: 5.8. Yeah, although they've got Cameron Munster there. I wonder if he would look at Ponga. Yeah,
0: but I mean, look at, your, look at the alternative half they got with him, though. Is it Jerome Hughes? or I mean, yeah, that's probably what it's going to be now, and he's not really a half. No.
1: No, he, I mean, he. It, it showed when he moved to the halves. I don't know why they moved him to the halves. Croft really fell out of uh, favour really quickly for them, and I'm not sure why, mm. but I, I just think that Ponga, I, I guess in their structured style of play, somebody with an X-Factor like Ponga would be exactly kind of what you need. And Billy Slater brought things like that to the team. Mm. And we all talked about how well Hughes played as a replacement. And obviously he wasn't a Billy Slater, but he did a lot of things right that you would want from a replacement. Um, But that X-Factor was missing, and maybe they've come to a determination where they're missing that. And they need to go out and, and splurge on that uh splurge on it next year after <laughs> next. I'm sorry, it's late. that's what she said yeah,
0: um yeah i I think maybe maybe chase ponger move Hughes to center, that mm-hmm. fills up a spot in the back line mm-hmm. um then they've just got to find a winger, I guess, and I mean go to Fiji and, and take <laughs> your pick
1: yeah, you just you go to Fiji right. Yeah, hail a taxi, and you say, listen, just get out the car, we're going to Australia, you're playing on the wing for the Melbourne Storm. And you know what? I bet that they'd do well.
0: They would, they'd be fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine.
1: That's the Um, thing about the Storm. I've got no worries about the Storm finding wingers, because every time you think, man, they've just lost a really good winger, they find someone who, like, scores 20 tries in their first year.
0: Yeah. Uh, They will be perfectly fine. And so that's the thing, I reckon if they get Ponga for... But Let, let's be conservative, given what Ponga is reportedly chasing. If they got him for say one point two a year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that still leaves them with close to you know eight hundred grand to get you know one or two backs and maybe a, a bench forward or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're not, I'm not talking about getting star players. I mean, that's two fifty, three hundred grand for each of those players as depth players that would be in the seventeen, I guess. Yeah. And yeah.
1: That'd be Fine. Yeah, I like it's interesting that I just think we've never seen something like this from the storm. They will lose I feel as though they don't lose plays they don't want to lose outside of when Falau went. He was really the only one that I feel as though they they really would have loved to have kept. Um Inglis they kind of had to let go because salary cap and, and the whole salary cap saga. But uh and yeah, we'll see for, his, for his misses. Who's that? And Kronk for his missus. Yeah, yeah, because she's got a, a career doing something. And so, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting. What? Right. You, you're all over that news, aren't you? Yeah, she's got a career
0: doing something. She's doing something, I don't know. She's a, she's a uh, journal
1: on Fox Sports. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. There you go. See, you learned something on here. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, an educational podcast, uh, especially for the people on it.
0: Yeah. uh, There's an interesting article that came up on Fox Sports. Yes. Yes. It was about Latrell Mitchell. Ooh. Who wrote it? Staff writers.
1: I love staff writers. They they write the best stuff.
0: I'm I'm getting the impression that James Hooper has started to get a bit self-conscious about how many articles he's writing about um, Latrell Mitchell. And so he's just, you know what? I've got to go and talk to some people to get some some advice, possibly even some medication to deal with this problem I've got. And I think the time away has allowed staff riders to really blossom and become pretty much his replacement.
1: Yeah, I think the time has come. I think that uh, his reign is over. Staff riders have stepped up. Um, it's interesting. I wonder if they stare in the mirror and like try and work out their... Like the, you know, angry look in the mirror, for, like, for four hours a day. Jeez,
0: I hope so. You can't lose that sort of personality. No, uh, no. Just bubbly and wonderful. So, Staff has written that Latrell Mitchell has rejected an $800,000 a season offer at the Chooks, but he may settle for exactly that at South Sydney. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up, it's not because of the content, because let's be honest, it's garbage. But... Yeah. It's got a word
1: quoted in it.
0: It's our first quote in the it's whole quote. Latrell Mitchell thing.
1: Yeah, nice. What's the word? Hoping. Well, lock it in.
0: Um, as, as I said to you off, you know, before we started, that may have been taken from when Latrell Mitchell may have said four or five months slash years ago that he was hoping to score three tries on the weekend, and yeah. just say like, just take that word and attach the rest of the article because there's no other words around it just says according to the telegraph mitchell is quote hoping to join the Rabbitohs.
1: yeah well that's i mean that's the most
0: I'd that we've thought, got
1: out of them hey
0: i'd have thought if there was a quote mm-hmm. from mitchell saying something along those lines then maybe they would have put the rest of it in instead of just one word i mean what's the point of quoting one word but then again it's one word more than what james Hooper's quoted for six months. For
1: six months, yeah. Uh... I wonder if you. I wonder if say one of them rang up Latrell Mitchell and man, if I was a player, one of these people rang me up on my phone, I would be so angry. But I wonder if one of the people from Fox Sports rang up Latrell Mitchell and said, "Hey, Latrell, we just want a quote from you." I wonder if they get a two-word response from Latrell Mitchell.
0: <laughs> oh i don't know the uh the last line of this article says the roosters have reportedly it hasn't been reported anyway told mitchell that they'd release him from the final year of his contract to join the west tigers in 2020 but it's unclear if they do the same if he would sign with south sydney although actually the article says but it's unclear if they do the same if he to sign with sydney 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 sydney,
1: sydney, sydney. wow
0: so, Sydney, sorry, Sydney. sorry, South Sydney. It looks like you've changed your name to be the Roosters twice.
1: Sydney, Sydney.
0: Sydney, Sydney. I like it. <laughs> I want to see them on their all their jumpers next year.
1: Tell you what, 1995 in rugby league, call yourself Sydney, Sydney, you're under a winner.
0: How could anyone beat that? You can't be
1: more Sydney than Sydney, Sydney. Yeah. It yeah, reminds me of the IPL where they had the Kings and the Kings' name was taken. So somebody somebody's still one of the kings, so now they've got the super kings as well, yeah, that's right.
0: it's just made the other kings seem really redundant after that, yeah, it's kind of like when you go to the uh the supermarket to get headache- um tablets, yeah, they've got like extra extra strength, and they've
1: got rapid ones, and then they've yeah. got the just the old normal Romans you can who why <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that either, like who how does wants- a painkiller focus on like? For headaches only. I don't understand how that works
0: either. A bit further. I mean, who, if you've got an option to have your headache removed quickly, yeah, why would you even consider having the slower option? Who's sitting there going, I, I kind of, I'm kind of comfortable with this headache. I'm happy for it to just go at the normal rate that headaches go away with with normal paracetamol. And if that's the case, why get the panadol or the branded ones? Why not just go for the home brand ones? Down there? it's going to do the same bloody thing.
1: Yeah, the black these and gold paracetamol. To, these people need to work on their work on their game. Stop selling the old thing. How would you flog Panadol then? What would you call it? Just like get what rid of all the thinking. other crappy ones. Just have the rapid ones. Just rapid. Just go
0: rapid, and then just have super rapid. Super. <laughs> rapid. If you like the tires on Formula One cars, instead of just having soft as the lowest <laughs> one last year, they went to ultra soft and then they ultra went to soft, yeah. they super soft and they went to ultra soft and they went to hyper soft and they went this is getting a bit silly isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah I, when they started doing that i was out like because they changed the rules i didn't i didn't pick up on the rule change and then i'm watching it and they're going like we've got like 15 different tired choices for this one and they've gone for the ultra soft and i was like man i'm out i'm out yeah. i don't care
0: yeah it's, instead of having hard medium soft it's like hyper soft so ultra soft super soft soft than medium than hard, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I open, why, did, why didn't they have like a hyper hard? <laughs> just go the full know. scale in the other direction, hyper medium.
1: <laughs> that sounds like what would happen if you crushed up a little blue pill with a bunch of blow. <laughs> I have to take your word for that. I'd, I'd never done either. I'm just think, guessing, you know. Yeah. Hyper hard. <laughs> Uh, if you're struggling to walk. <laughs> um. Oh man, I am just... I am censoring myself so hyper-hard right now. <laughs>
0: this is... It's been a while since I've had an episode this sort of... Uh,
1: I'll, I'll call it loose. Yeah, we've been due for it though, huh?
0: We kind of have.
1: Although we did have that one we weren't able to put out. Yeah, that... That went off the rails more yeah. than loose. <laughs> that yeah, that went that went somewhere bad. <laughs> Temper. <laughs> yeah. Um. Back on track.
0: Braden Willie Army is off to the house of Mary after leaving Catalan Dragons. The big news was revealed in a stunning and thorough article on the BBC, which totaled seventy six words. That's only twenty four words more than my intro to every podcast of this.
1: Of this, yeah. Uh, show. It was a good one. Was, I couldn't believe it. I kept on scrolling and I would scroll back up and I'm like, man, half this page hasn't loaded up. And then, no, nah, it was the whole article.
0: That's they the got the bare
1: bones out.
0: They, they really did. I mean, that that's editing at its most hyper hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. Let's, just, let's just cut out all of this text. We just want the fact. That's like, that's like it's like they might as well have just put on He's gone. Deal with it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No one cares. It's BBC. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to ask you a question there without warning. What things do you do where you'd say 76 words or more and keep it
1: reasonably (laughs) clean? What do you mean if I'd say 76 words or more?
0: Well, you know, I reckon I'd say more than 76 words when I go to the toilet.
1: Oh, wow. I don't talk like that. Sometimes you've got a fight on your hands. <laughs> uh, what would take me seventy six words normally? Um, hmm.
0: Let me think. Speaking to but, that prompt at the start of every phone call when you go to ring the
1: bank. See, I don't. I don't ring my bank. I do everything on like on apps and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, you used to do that. We used to, we didn't used to have apps. We used to have to call them up every now and then. So. Yeah. Don't get it, too don't get too techie on me.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to think something like like I would say, uh I don't know. I use a pretty good economy of words anyway. That's true. Although yeah,
0: so. we did say more than seventy six words when we spoke about Nathan at the top of the episode.
1: That's true, but, I mean, that is an economy of words. If we were to elaborate on how good Nathan is, then, I mean, I'd still be talking about how amazing he is and how lucky his wife is too. That's true. Yeah. Um,
0: now, we do have some breaking news. hmm comes from the International Rugby League um, website, mm-hmm. and this only came out about half an hour ago. Yep. The International Rugby League report into the Tongan National Rugby League team recommends governance reform. You don't say.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> took two months to work that out.
0: Yeah, that, that took a while. Um, the IRL has recommended a package of reforms for Tongan Rugby League following the conclusion of a two-month investigation into the operation and governance of Tongan National Rugby League. An investigation, which included a mission to Tonga by independent investigator Gareth Holmes, who met with stakeholders, was initiated after concerns were raised in the Office of the Prime Minister of Tonga, the Tonga Sports Council, the RFL, the ARL Commission, and the Rugby League Players Association, which led to the suspension of TNRL's membership of International Rugby League in late September. The report concluded that changes to the governance structure will support a more effective unified organisation that better reflects the complexion of the Tongan Rugby League movement, and the recommendations are... They've only got 3 mm-hmm. One, the formation of an independent implementation committee to liaise, liaise with stakeholders throughout the reform process. I don't think they spelled that correctly. Um, two, a board whose positions are balanced between multiple electorates, including players' clubs and diaspora and independents. Number three, new rules to regulate club status as voting members of the
1: General Assembly. So there you go. Okay. Oh, yeah. It sounds a little bit like something the NRL would do. It's like they set our three recommendations is that we appoint a committee and we appoint a committee and we appoint a committee. That's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, well done, Tonga. Everyone's got a job on the island now.
1: They, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Hopefully it works for them. I mean, obviously they needed big changes. Um, and, yeah, fingers crossed that it all works out for Tongan Excellent. Rugby League.
0: Absolutely, because uh, we need them because they are bloody strong right now, and they're, they're what they did in the uh, the end of the season has been the kick in the pants that these National Rugby League has long needed.
1: Yeah, it really was, and it's uh, man, it makes looking towards the World Cup makes it really exciting. Oh, it certainly
0: does. Do you reckon there are a chance of winning the World Cup?
1: Definitely, yeah. I, I think that. Uh, you never know about New Zealand because sometimes they turn up, but most of the time they don't. Australia is always going to turn up. England won't have a chance at all. They've got no ch- chance in hell. Um, it's I think it'll be up to how Fiji and PNG go. Uh, Samoa's not on the radar at the moment, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, I mean, if I'd say right now it's between Tonga and Australia. I'd love for Tonga to win. Oh man, it'd be so cool. Can you imagine the hero status? I mean it would be beyond, it'd be beyond hero status for the Tongan team if they won the World Cup.
0: Oh absolutely, God, it'd be be phenomenal. Utterly phenomenal. Yeah. Um Now speaking of phenomenal There's an article on the NRL website today. Actually, it might have come out on yesterday. And it's titled, What the NRL could learn from the NFL and the NHL. I'm ready. I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Let's have a look at this. So the first one is the NHL-style sin bin. No. I agree already.
1: How many times do we have to go through this? Like... If you make Sinbin penalties lower, teams will just use it as a tactic. Five minutes.
0: Yeah, so says <sighs> the the solution is to borrow an idea from the NHL. When a player infringes in the NHL, they get sent to a penalty box for two or five minutes. Two minutes
1: Can you imagine? What's it? the
0: point? Even five minutes is pointless. Ten minutes right now. Is not even proven to
1: be that big of an issue. Yeah, like teams get through it a lot more now than they used to.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and then other...
0: they'll give away penalties on their line and just use their defense to just hold them down and slow the play down. And if they give away just a penalty goal or something
1: like that, it's not a bad result. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that the article says is that yeah, in the NHL, a player will be sent to the penalty box, and they'll be allowed to come out when the opposition team scores. And it's like, why do you want to give some sort of like pat on the back to a team that has infringed to the point where a player has had to be sent from the field? Like, we're yeah. not playing hockey. Yeah, this is, and this is the problem.
0: What if it's a game where a team, a team scores within about 30 seconds after that player leaves the field? Mm. And then in another game... A player does exactly the same thing to get the same sin binning, and there's no point scored for the next 45 minutes of the match.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a good point. And I tell you the other thing um, like, I, if you don't want to play centre to the sin bin, don't give away stupid penalties over and over again and get sent to exactly. the sin bin. Like, I don't understand why we're supposed to be trying to make it easier for you when you want to screw up the game.
0: Yeah, and I've always said that penalties should also serve as um you know as a, as a way to stop people from wanting to break rules. And mm-hmm. I think the only way to do that is to have harsher penalties, not weaker ones.
1: Yep, 100%. So,
0: so they the need to act as a deterrent. So instead of if if 10-minute sin bins are not working, then and sin and being sent off is too severe, then fuck it, make it a 15-minute sin bin or a 20-minute sin
1: bin. Don't Don't go back to five minutes. That's just going to get exploited like hell. Yeah, that's only a couple of sets. If you're a smart team and you can get the ball back at some point, you can do a really, really slow set, kick into touch, you know, someone gets a cramp. You can cut that game time right down five minutes and it'd just be used as a tactic. I I I don't want to see that at all. And it's only three sets, pretty much. Yeah, and the other thing is too... I don't like it when we overcomplicate rules. Like right now, if a player sent to, to, to the bin for 10 minutes, it's like, well, they can come back in 10 minutes' time. I don't want it to be, oh, yeah, well, they're back in five minutes' time, but maybe if the other team scores, they can come back sooner and blah, blah. It's like, go away. Just get in the sim bin. Sit down. Put your hands in your, your bloody your head in your hands. Just get out of there. We don't want exactly. you on the field. Yep. You broke the rules.
0: Exactly right. Now, the next one. Mm -hmm. Based on the NFL regular season, Mm -hmm. they suggest that we should have fewer games. Um, To some extent, I kind of agree. I think the NFL is a bit of an extreme one because I think they've only got 16 16 games and then a buy round. I don't think... 16 is workable. It needs to be more than that. I think 22 has always been the sweet number.
1: Yeah, same here. Um, i tell you the other thing about the NFL. They have wanted to expand the number of games that they play for a while, and they kind of can't do it. Um, so even the NFL doesn't feel like their current season is long enough. That's right.
0: I think if any competition is to... Reduce the number of games they play. It's the English Super League. Oh, yeah. A 12-team comp with, you know, 394 rounds is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. They've got the perfect I... opportunity to have a 22-round competition where everyone plays each other twice, home and away, and then just have a top five or a top six final series and bang, you're done. Perfect setup for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, They've got this weird number of rounds and they've got this top eight thing and only four teams miss out in the final. It's stupid. But how about this? And this is a weird thing for me. This article comes from the NRL website saying, oh, we need less games. Just do it then. Like, stop telling us what we need and just do it if you think it's that good. Mm. And so what's this article all about? Like, if this was some other media organization or something, I'd be like, yeah, but the NRL not going to change that. This is the NRL putting this stuff out. If they feel it's that good, do it. Exactly. Um, next one. Divisions <laughs> now, look, divisions aren 't going to work unless we have way more teams and and that's that 's what it comes down to at the end of the day and You could have like a say a Sydney or a New South Wales division, and then I guess an expansion division, something along those lines but and like with sixteen teams there's no need for it
0: well, the way he wants to work this is. Divisions based on current rivalries. And I've heard this idea put before, Mm -hmm. and I always think it's utterly stupid because Mm -hmm. Roosters and South have got a rivalry. Yeah. But it's pretty clear to see, too, that the Roosters and Storm have also built a rivalry because, you know, they've been in the last two grand finals. Well, look at Cronulla and the Storm. Exactly. And this is the thing. Rivalries can start at any time, yeah, and rivalries can end at any time. Mm -hmm. There's a fair chance that the rivalry between the West Tigers and the Dragons based on Western Suburbs and St. George is nothing like what those two
1: teams had in the 50s and 60s. Exactly. It's like Penrith and Parramatta. Parramatta, they're irrelevant. They haven't won a premiership since the 80s. Well, there, there's no rivalry there. We've won two, yeah. you know.
0: That's right. And these, these rivalries come and go. And then you've got a team like the Titans. Who do they have a rivalry with? Yeah. I mean, I mean be, do... and, and, sorry, Titans fans, but they spent most of their time losing games. You can't have a rivalry if you spend most of your time losing games. The rivalry has gone
1: back and forth. What about the North Queensland Cowboys? I mean, maybe a little bit with the uh, the Broncos, but who with yeah. their, anyone else? I don't really think they've got a rivalry with anyone else.
0: No. So anyway, he's he's put together four groups of four teams, and the way he'd work it is um, these teams in these groups would play each other twice, so you get these rivalry matches. Yeah. So group one's got the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, the Dragons, and the Sharks. hmm Because the Sharks have such a great rivalry with the Roosters and the Rabbitohs.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, the eels, the tigers, the panthers, and the bulldogs—just what?
1: Yeah, it's just let's chuck all the Western Sydney teams in.
0: And they don't have rivalries.
1: Not really. No, like
0: the tigers don't have a rivalry with any of those sides. There's this perceived one between the tigers and panthers
1: because Ivan Cleary left. That's hardly the basis for a rivalry. No. And, like, I think we saw that when they played. remember the um, media was going off about that, that thing, with, yes. and all of the fans on Twitter were like, what? <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. Um, the Broncos, the Cowboys,
0: the Titans, and the Storm, that's just basically the Queensland Origin Selection Group. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Knights, Manly,
1: Warriors, and
0: Raiders. That's just who was left over.
1: Yeah, that really is. I mean, I would say the Raiders don't have a rivalry with any of those clubs at all.
0: I think what we've got at the moment, which is a bit random and not quite perfect, I'll be honest, but I think it's better than this idea.
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, the only thing that I would say, if you could... The only good thing that you could get out of a divisional setup, right, is you could... If you did it properly, and you'd need more teams, but if you did it properly, you could guarantee that you had enough Sydney-based teams and non-Sydney-based teams involved in the final series, so you don't get a situation where you've locked out, and it happens every so often, where you've locked out certain markets, because it's not good for the game when you do that. Like If you have no teams from Queensland right now in the finals, it's not good for the game but you could set it up in a divisional setup where you did have way more of a chance to have teams in, in all of your key markets anyway, but that's down the track. And I mean, I know straight away that there'll be team people saying, Oh, the Sydney clubs get their own division and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they do. They're actually really important. Um, and I think that the smart clubs elsewhere understand that, that, uh, the ideal setup you want for a grand final is basically. I mean, the the perfect grand final is Brisbane versus Storm. We've seen that before, um, but outside of that, it's basically a big Sydney club versus anybody that's not a Sydney club. Yeah, um, that works ideal. Exactly, and that's um, look. I think if every grand final, that was what you. We're going to get every single time a Sydney club versus a non-Sydney club. I think that would be fantastic for the game.
0: It would, Write The right the socks off, the thing. Yeah. Um, the next one is injury reports. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he said the the lack of transparency in the NRL affects the game, not to mention fantasy teams, um, but it can also lead to integrity issues. Ah. Uh... Does anyone really give a fuck if a a player is not named in the squad and then they turn up from, you know, recovered from injury miraculously and they play in the game? I haven't heard anyone
1: really being that concerned about this ever. No. And the way that the NRL is, I mean, you can't afford to drop games. So it's not like you're going to hold back a player if he's ready to rock and roll. And if a player is able to play like what's the problem like if the other team's star player has just had a good end of the week and he's ready to rock uh, what's the what's the negative in that i don't understand it
0: no neither do i um next one is video review and he suggests that the we should be like the nfl and have all scoring plays reviewed the bunker is there let's use it to check
1: I can't express how angry this makes me.
0: I'm rubbing my forehead. This is horrible.
1: Yeah, this is so so bad. Um, I mean, I
0: know I know. Gray is sitting there going,
1: "Oh, I love this." Yeah,
0: he's rubbing his hands together. Oh,
1: yes, please. <laughs> you know, I remember when they brought in, or even it was before they brought in the video referee, and I remember hearing uh, journalists saying, "Can you imagine? Everyone stops, and we're all looking at that screen, and we're watching the replay, and we're like." Ooh, did he score the try? And then it comes up on the screen whether it's happened or not, and it'll be so exciting. And it's like the complete opposite. You're like, oh, they've gone to the screen again. Of course it's a try. Give it a try. Give it a try. Come on, why do you need to see it again? It's a try. And, like, it's just frustrating. The idea that you would add more frustration to that is ridiculous. And to compare the NFL, which is a stop-start game, they literally have 45 seconds between games, between plays, sorry. We don't have that. Stop trying to make us the NFL. This is not gridiron. It's got this. Our sport is so different from gridiron in so many different ways. The only similar thing we really have is that we play on grass and that our ball is kind of a weird shape. That's it.
0: Yep. Fully agree. Can't argue with any of that. Now, his last one here is called tailgating. Yep huge part of the American sporting experience is the pregame tailgate. It's a fancy word for a party in the car park. Fans arrive in advance of the game, don't enter the stadium, but instead invade the precinct with portable barbecues, family games, and TVs. Can, I
1: say, can I say it, Andrew? Can I say it? Go for it. We've got no fucking parking for a tailgate. <laughs> Where the fuck are we tailgating? There's no fucking parking. <laughs> <laughs> oh...
0: I was going to say it, but
1: I knew you'd do it. Ah, oh, I mean, it's a, look, I don't mind it. Just say you had parking, and I'm trying to think of the best place. The best place I could think of would maybe be Panthers Leagues Club, right? That's about as close as I can think where you've got a shitload of parking that you could do that with. And I know the last thing that the Panthers want is for people to turn up to the Leagues Club, not go in the Leagues Club, but sit out the back of their cars and fucking barbecue sausages. <laughs> like... <laughs> Let, last... let, me, um,
0: let me build you a hypothetical.
1: Okay. It's a
0: big game, okay? Yeah. West Tigers are playing. Who cares? It's at Leichhardt Oval. Oh. There is nowhere to park, and there's no public transport there. So you pretty much Joe Blow, who comes from somewhere other than Leichhardt, mm. um, let's say he's from Campbelltown because he's a West Tigers fan. Yeah. He wants to have a barbecue. So he's carting his barbecue on the train. And then off the train onto a bus, and then he's got to carry it off the bus, and then walk the three point nine kilometers up to the up the hill to Leichhardt Oval, and then find somewhere to start his fucking
1: barbecue. Where is I this? like no. I like the idea of going to Cogra and just starting a barbecue out the front of someone's fucking house, <laughs> and they come out and they're like, "Dude, my like," and it's all old people, you know. It's like, dude, what are you doing eating lunch out my outside of my house? It's like, it's all right, man. I'm tailgating.
0: Yeah, it's all good.
1: Yeah, this is all sanctioned
0: by the NRL, mate.
1: It's all good. Go to the Dragons. Like, can you think of? And there's some some place I haven't been, but can you think of a single stadium where it's properly set up that that would work? Like, not Melbourne, right? Not the SFS. Definitely not Parramatta Stadium.
0: Maybe. Maybe around Lang Park, but not all of it. Just part of it.
1: See, I They're didn't good... see the parking at Lang Park.
0: Oh no, you can't park there. But there's 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 an area out the front there as you come in yeah, from yeah. the from the Milton into the train station where you yeah. could um um uh, you could probably set up barbecue stuff there around the walkway and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, have a have a snag with the statue of Wally, or maybe
1: even with the one of Wayne Bennett that we mentioned last in the last episode. Yeah, it, the uh. And then you get, the like say you say, you're setting it up that way. Then you get this place of like, well, how do we set up? Like, do you, do you book a tailgating position so you can set up your barbecue? And like, then you've got to leave it behind. Like, look, I don't, I don't hate the idea. I just think, can we just start on having somewhere to park my car first, please? Yeah, it's entirely impractical.
0: Yeah, so the only ground I can think of that you could probably do it at is the MCG, and there's no games played there anyway.
1: Oh, really? Do they park at the MCG?
0: There's a bit out there because they, they allow people to park on the the grass outside the stadium. Yeah, um, and there's also a car park at one end, um, and you could have the barbecue on the other side of the where the cars park on the grass there and around. The, there's plenty of space around the around the stadium there.
1: The best but, parking uh, in rugby league, without question. Is in Leeds, you park on the football ground when you go into the cricket. You could tailgate there brilliantly. Well, let's be honest,
0: shall we? Yeah. Uh, you can do tailgating in England everywhere
1: because those car parks are never going to be full anyway. <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to think. I don't think that Hull uh, FC has much of a car park. Uh, like it, uh... The
0: Humber Bridge can be a car park at the best of times.
1: Imagine that, yeah. That'd be fucking cool, actually.
0: <laughs> just get out and just lock your car and just walk down. Just leave it on the high, on the bridge and just walk across. Though you don't have to pay the toll either.
1: <laughs> when they built the Humber Bridge, right? Because, I mean, have you seen the Humber Bridge?
0: Yeah, I've been over
1: it. It's I've never been over it. I've just seen it, right? And it's spectacular. It's massive. And I often wonder, they probably didn't build it so that everyone could get to Hull, which means that they built it so everyone could get the fuck out of Hull.
0: Yeah, it's, it's most—it's mostly the bypass and go further north. Yeah. <laughs> Problem is when you're coming from the north and you're going south, you—you got like Cleethorpes and some really dreary areas to the left, and you got to
1: go right, which just takes you towards Huddersfield. Yeah. No one likes <laughs> that. There you go. That's where the road ends in Huddersfield at a cul de sac. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Mm. Well, is that it? Is that all he had? Uh, that, that's all he face had. Painting, jumping castles, adults only areas for beer, and a few big screens to catch the earlier game members-only parties with appearances from injured players and celebrities. I can see that all working really well, hey. Yeah, get yeah, shit-faced well. with injured players in the adults in the area where you're drinking beer and watching the under-20s like 20s games or the reserve-grade games, none of which they show anymore because they're all playing in different stadiums in different areas.
0: That's going to go down well with like 70 or 80-odd drunk men hanging around a bloke who's got a broken foot.
1: <laughs> Nothing bad's going to happen there. No, and some idiot in the corner's got his propane, you know, barbecuing some shit. Not giving everyone salmonella while he does it. I don't know about you, but when I get absolutely tanked and do a barbecue, I hope you like your coal because that's all you're getting to eat. It's like the it's like black. I can't control. I'm not cooking. I'm just standing uh, watching the food. It's like when it when I can hear the crispiness on the outside, it's like it's done.
0: If anyone was to complain, you just grab a knife and just scrape the top layer of the black off and it looks more like meat.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But I I don't care. so long as it's not part of an animal that's still alive, I'll eat it. Once you get drunk enough, I don't care about anything, hey? Like, I I don't care about anything. It's really bad.
0: Mm, Yeah, I I could ask for stories, but I'd rather not.
1: No, I can't tell them stories. I'm sorry.
0: That's fair enough. Um, that wraps up a good episode.
1: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Um Have we had any emails? No. Oh, you know what we did? Oh. When I think about it, because it was from uh we were gonna record an episode what was that was what was that? That was last week. And we yeah. didn't end up recording it. And we're gonna,
0: not... We've been gonna doing a lot of things. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, it's that type of time of the year. We've got uh, things that we get involved with, and it's good fun. I enjoy it absolutely. Um, so, uh, not that one. Uh, not that one. Have we got spam? Oh, we got some Merry Christmas stuff. Oh, okay. yeah. Bring it on. People send a Merry Christmas one, so <clears throat> we had one from uh from Thomas. And he said, uh, and he, he did it as Merry Christmas too, which was very nice, because remember we said we wanted people to send Merry Christmas emails to us. And he said, listening to your podcast from yesterday and your request for emails, boom, he sorted that already. He said uh, an idea for the future show is investigating the history between Souths, changing the geographical barriers at the council in the 1950s to make areas such as Marubra and Coogee, which were... Uh, clearly, the heart of eastern suburbs territory, South Junior areas, and he said that we should look into doing an episode about that. Gives us a little bit more information. He sent us two emails actually with a little bit more information. I need to get up off my ass. This is something that, I mean, how many months have I been talking about getting a map of the junior areas? Like four, five. Yeah, four to yeah. five. Lazy bastard. Um, so yeah, I've got. That's my fault so i've got to sort that out um Where's yeah, some, some more where the fuck have they gone we had an email from carsten brummer yes I'm, i can't even find it what the hell's happened to them well i, yeah, I us remember about the carsten brummer one
0: yeah um did we edit out part, that part of the, the conversation in the live episode where we had him on
1: uh I, yeah, it, we didn't we didn't post it at all remember. Oh that that's right
0: that's right. Yeah we um, had scan the whole thing. We had a rather amusing conversation with Carsten Brumer watching a international rugby league game in Europe. Uh what was it? a bit over a month ago. Yeah. Um Carsten came on and started because he's uh he he's German. Yep. Um the conversation turned to France. So he was just telling us about his holiday plans and how he was playing. showed us a map of you know where he was gonna go in France. Um so enjoy your travels. Um Carsten. Yeah don't get out, don't get into any mischief. And yeah. don't make that's, a mess and don't make a mess on your way there.
1: That's what Belgium looks like
0: on yeah. your
1: way. Yeah,
0: don't upset anyone in Poland. No. Nah. We'll we'll leave that there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we gotta stop there. Um, it's gonna get messy.
1: You know what? I had some more. I don't know what's happened to them. they have It looks like they've uh, disappeared out of my inbox. But there was a couple of people. There was another person that sent an email. There was a couple of them that sent Merry Christmas one. So thank you. I did read them. But it was, uh, it was last week. I don't know if my email box has been trimmed or something. I've got no idea. But, yeah, I can't find them now, which is kind of weird.
0: Well done. How many do you reckon there would have been? 30, 40?
1: Ah, oh, at least, at, at least. least, yeah, yeah. Machiners. I stopped counting after three. That's fair enough, too. Yeah. So <laughs> send us more. Send us more uh, Merry Christmas emails. That'd be wonderful, and we'll see if the, I can manage to not have them deleted in some mass deletion problem. I don't know what's happened here. It's kind of weird. <laughs>
0: Or to to save that, you can just send them to our Twitter account, Furgo Freak Pod. Yeah. Send us a send us a uh, Merry Christmas on there and we'll read it out. Yeah. Um Don't forget you can check us out. We're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube We're on Facebook. God, we're on, we're on all everything.
1: The yeah. We we're, we're uh looking forward to Christmas. We're gonna do some more episodes. We've got some history episodes coming up. Which would be a lot of fun, obviously, the footy news has slowed down quite a bit because everyone's off i don't know waiting to get bail. That's how well, rugby league works these days. Well, that and people are behaving themselves, I know for the most part, anyway, you watch yeah. it watch it all go downhill now
0: it'll go stupid in in January it always does yeah, so, I always
1: like I, ones where, I, I always like the ones where um it's like about the 30th of January or something. And then the stories come out from what happened on New Year's Eve. Yeah. They're always good.
0: Um did pretty well, though, getting through Mad Monday. So they, they must be putting a few in the bank for, for a massive New Year's party. You would hope so. You would hope so. I think oh, yeah. Penrith might be one that's in trouble because I reckon Trent Barrett's a bit of a party boy. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm still getting a tailgating. Hey, you, you can't you can't look like that and not be a bit of a party animal. He'd be. I tell you what, if somebody had to dress up as Kiss, he'd be the place to go to with all that makeup and shit. He's a gorgeous man. Yeah, he is.
0: Pity you can't coach for shit. But he's a very good-looking man. Hand <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, coach, just ask him. Well, that's true. Although he never got out the old. Um, You know, suggestions boxed, like Paul McGregor (laughs) did. (laughs) You should have done that. You'll know better next time.
1: That was brilliant. Don't spend all your
0: budget on plastic chairs from Bunnings. Make sure you save a little bit to put a little suggestions box
1: aside. Yeah. And then make sure that, you know, you sit down with the players whose careers you have. You literally can pick them and sack them and sign them and say, so what do you reckon? Am I a good coach or not? Am I the problem? Yeah unbelievable because that's always going to work well yeah see Trent we're we're here to help yeah we're trying to forward the game of rugby league by helping yeah. Trent Barrett exactly we'll, we'll get him a, uh, a head coaching gig somewhere telling your warriors you had the right idea send <laughs> him to New Zealand New Zealand and on that note
0: thanks for tuning in, everyone um Yeah, we've got a few history episodes coming up, so look forward to getting those into your ears as well. And uh, we'll catch you later.